0: It's November 1st... 2021. Instead of being at work... I'm sitting in a car. And I'm... Basically... Doing car stereo... Stuff. Car audio. I knew... The holidays were gonna be hard. This is the first first year and four years that I haven't spent it with a particular family around people that are very
1: special to me let me to reintroduce myself my name is Paul I started
0: a I guess a I want to call it a digital uh, journal, but welcome, welcome to my podcast, nonetheless. As I sit here thinking back, it's just a strange hell, time goes by. Welcome back to everybody that's listened to the previous episodes. Previous episodes were made on the fly, just like this one. It's
1: still going to stay the same. Just wherever I'm at, wherever I'm doing, if I feel like recording, I'm just going to record and you're going to get it raw, unedited.
0: Kind of have an idea what I want to talk about, but
1: this time around I want to make it more, I want to make it better uh, in the in, in the in the way that I present everything. I want to try to keep things in order, not necessarily in the order of my life, but in the order of the topic that I want to talk about. Yeah, so. I knew the holidays
0: were going to be hard, but uh, yesterday was really, really rough. I couldn't help but to reminisce, reminisce about days past. I guess dressing up, going to haunted houses. Seeing the excitement of the of the uh, of the girls that were in my life at the time, all three of them. reality that I'm in and that I'm facing is possibly being locked up for the for, you know, holidays for the foreseen future or being alone. We me take you back to my journey and what's motivated me to make this this journal 2017 I had I had it I needed to quit doing drugs see not only do I have active schizophrenia a major factor of that too is drug use head injuries anti-social uh, disorder and and other things getting little load of medications anyways not only these symptoms but, uh, I was a major, major drug addict. I still am. I was using a lot of opiates, a lot of hallucinogenics. and, uh, methamphetamine. And I had had it. I needed to go rehab. I went to Mountain Vista Farm, and, uh, Honestly, if you are struggling, you're on the grind, sometimes the best thing to do is take a time out. We think that the world's going to come crashing down. You know, you won't have this anymore, you won't have that anymore. If you can't pay this, what's going to happen? People deal with it all the time. Sometimes the best thing we could do is... Take ourselves out of a situation rather than keep ourselves in a situation. So I needed a timeout and I went to Mountain Hista Farm. And I met uh, a couple guys that uh, became key in certain parts of my recovery, like Sean. If you look through the uh, past podcasts, journal entries, you'll see uh, a memorial or a dedication to Sean, rest in peace, but me uh, and him became really, really tight, and I was just going to go back home home at the time was the East Bay Union City I'm originally from Mountain View, California Sean decided he wanted to go to SLE and uh, one of the things about it though is that he didn't want to go to that certain one unless unless I went really enjoyed our company, and I really didn't want to go back home, things were not good, so I, 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 said, yes, let's, uh, let's make it happen, we, uh, think we chose Novato because we went on a, uh, we went on a, uh, tour of some houses, SLE houses, and Santa Rosa. With a. I don't even know if I can say the name. So I'm just going to say PV. It's the company. And um. We kind of looked at it. I was 37. At the time. And I was looking at it. And I said uh. (laughs) There's way too many young people here. I was talking like I was hella old. And uh. My comfort zone was off because, uh, I was way far from the bay. And I'm talking about, like, San Francisco on down south. From where, places that were my, uh, playground. And, we, uh, heard about the Novato house. Novato, California. A place that I love dearly. and so we went we went
1: and I believe it was in May April or May maybe the end of April
0: beginning of May and that's when I met her that's when I saw her for the first time heart, it still does. It's crazy to think how, you know, after a time, somebody that can give you so much joy when you thought about them, it can cause so much pain when you With a little time going by. But even with a little time, a lot of actions happen, reactions, repercussions. My life changed in 2017. wanting to see that it changed for the better. If you're not familiar, you feel free to listen to the old stuff and see where I was at. I was drug induced most of the time, but speaking of riddles and stuff, I haven't went back yet and listened to anything. But 2017 My life did certainly change More recently I lost my dream job I'm facing to my lawyer, I'm facing seven felony counts for gun-related charges, ghost weapons. I'm out on bail. <laughs> He's trying to do his best. I think. To keep me out. Maybe get me in a... A suitable program that will help me deal with both mental illness and uh, drug addiction. Doing way better than I have been in a little while, but losing. been able to bounce back I've always gotten great jobs I don't know how I do it always I guess I'm lucky when it comes to that
2: financially
0: I'm destitute right now and it's a uh, it's a struggle to not go back to old ways old habits So I'm doing the best I can. That's why I'm here in this person's car. Putting in a car stereo and some speakers. I wanted everything quick. I wanted everything fast in the past. Since 2017, it seems like everything was a whirlwind. hit or around that time. I had two years, I had over two years before I relapsed. And I had relapsed uh, after 2017. We can talk about that some other time though. But I had over two years. Or I didn't want to do I have uh, I have three kids I have Paul He's 21 Christian, he's 18 Takes Too much after me If you, uh, if you ask me i Josiah Before before I found out that my ex was pregnant with him. And I think I was planning on taking off back then. But when I found out about Joe... Of your responsibilities and this and that. I fell in love with that kid right away when he was born. He's so gentle, so sweet, articulate. And because of recent I haven't been able to see him either Or anybody else that I was accustomed to Well me and the most beautiful woman in the world Lived together In uh See she had her daughter we were adulting we we're doing the damn thing we we're hell doing it I had my sons and uh she had she has two daughters I had my sons who I wasn't able to see because me and their mom weren't getting along. I had my youngest son who I'd seen uh, on a consistent basis. And I had, I had my daughters. I know they weren't mine, but that's how it felt. loves of my life I had access to I could speak to yesterday was Halloween stuff well not me anyways when I you know when I'm lonely and I I need comfort or companionship all the good times start rolling through my head I play over and over smiling faces jokes movies watched on the 49ers games I haven't watched football in two years it's not so much that together we
2: don't talk it's the
0: discussions that led up to the silence the little reveals of feelings and Would you really think they would come out little by little? Today, I walk around and I breathe, and my blood flows, and I smile laugh I cry I yell I'm showing these emotions that I really don't feel because my mind and my heart is surrounded by the things that I've lost I hate to say it because I don't know who's going to be listening to this Motivation is openness and honesty When I make this journal It's like so uh, cool to be able to publish it Because even if I don't get a listen Not even one I'm throwing this out to the universe My truth Loud to people. They either don't have the courage or don't have the confidence. I loved my ex. I loved her deeply. If I could say that now. We had good times. We just had more bad times, unfortunately. stay in a situation where I felt unloved, and where I unloved another person, it's not like, uh, you know, the levels of love, I guess, I didn't love her like that.
2: Love.
0: And she still is. Now, is this all about just one person? You know, this whole uh, depression thing. Now, I'm clinical, and everything that that I am diagnosed with, <laughs> it probably makes me dwell a little bit more. but you've all loved somebody right hopefully that's somebody that you deeply deeply love you're able to be with you're able to have access to they actually like you use disregard take for granted that next second could change their mind you don't get that second back so here I am it's not just about her It's all about her. I became somebody new when I knew her. I discovered recovery when I knew her. I met the people that became important in my life through her. And when I knew her I met her beautiful daughters Intelligent Kind of crazy Sexual man, so sexy <laughs> hilarious. Your laugh, Your smile. We liked a lot of the same thing. I trust my whole life, you know, a lot of my actions, the things that I said might have proved to her otherwise, but I trusted her, I trusted her, enough with
2: with all my skeletons,
0: that she loved me I experienced love. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have accused me of being a one-way thinker. That I see things only in black, and, you know, black and white. There's no gray. Yeah, that's true. It is. I see everything right now as far as being black and white this I'll love one person the way i loved her as her that's it i'll love my life the way it was one way that's what with it. it was with her it was perfect Everything that I ever wanted in life.
1: There's a lot of things that I didn't think that I could achieve. I know.
0: With her. They were possible. That's the way she made me feel. to overbear me on some things yeah (laughs) showed me how to be adventurous and I've always been really conservative in my movements and my actions I used to take adventure time just drive a direction overround and Thank you. Say did, I don't give a fuck anymore, I don't take chances on purpose, but it's getting closer and closer, that something's dropping down, I don't know what, I felt it that feeling, right? Some kind of feeling that I can feel. That's not
2: that's
0: not empty, that's not void. It doesn't fear. as long as I'd uh, never that saying there's a saying that I I don't know who made it up but if you don't know what to do sometimes the best thing to do
1: Welcome to a special edition of Paul Has Mental Illness Life uh, Life and Something I forgot But um we're gonna, I got a special guest today And I'm gonna do a little series Hopefully I get to talk to my My biological mom I got my biological dad Keith Wayne Saldivar here And I just wanted to make a little series on... Oh, it's called Life and Times and other shit while waiting for a prison sentence. That's what the name of it is. That's the end of it. (laughs) So It's a whole big... Yeah, it's a grand thing. Um, I had a grandiose idea. I was going to make a podcast that was going to change everybody's lives about talking about myself. But it uh, slightly has morphed into a journal entry. And other stuff like this podcast um so this series i don't have a title for it yet but it'll be entitled when you guys get to listen to it um but it's gonna be not specifically about me but about my parents who can see me and other family members when i can get a hold of them and just get their perspective about different things that happen throughout their lives and mine so um Go ahead and introduce
3: yourself. All right. Hello, hello. My name is Keith Wayne Saldivar, and I am Anthony's biological father. And I informed him today that he is the product of the Mile High Club.
1: Oh, man, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but I'm proud of that. I'm proud
1: of that. That is awesome. I I, think it's awesome. I think it does. The I was
3: in went custody in juvenile hall but uh, we were sired. We were in a plane back from <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Santa Clara County extradited him and, um, his mom and I, uh, Mary Louise Nascistio. Well, that was her name back then. I still love you, Mary. You know that. And, uh, yeah, we got the plane back, uh. Where he's sired because that was like February, and he was born in October. It's like February 14th, I think it was, and he was born on October 15th, 16th, 16th. Sorry, October 16th he was born, and that's like nine months later. So, a lot of people don't think that uh, he was mine at the first, but there's no way. I knew it from the gate. But a few years ago, I thought about it I'm like, hey, wait a minute, he is. A result of mile high club. So I kinda had to get a mile high in the air to get a mom pregnant, but I did <laughs> Hey I, you guys were freaks man.
1: That was a wild child. Hey I I take after somebody.
3: Yeah.
1: Well two people. Anyways that you you gave away the conception part. That's awesome. Let's 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 go back a little bit uh, further Back, way further back, um, but let's start there. How old were you when I was conceived? I was 17 years old. You were 17. Yes, I was a wild child with the boys. All right. So, take us back to uh, to your youth. Where were you born, raised? And what was it like? See, okay,
3: I've got to blow your mind, but I was born in Orville, California, oh. and. My oldest memories, I remember being in diapers. The reason I remember being in diapers is because we had moved and we moved from Orville or, or Auburn or something like that. My brother Bear was telling me, my oldest brother, Brother Brian, and he correctly told me where brother was and we were moving and I kept getting in everybody's way because I was trying to help and I just kept getting away. the way. I remember them letting me carry a lampshade and ends uh, like that. They were just trying to keep me busy to keep me out of the way because I kept getting in the way. But I'm a little brother. If any other little brothers out there know, it's our job. We're always in the way. <laughs> we don't get paid for it. It's a vicious job, but we're warly at the same time. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so you, you
1: just mentioned a uh, uh, brother bear. Uh, how about other
3: siblings? Well, Brother Barry's, old, my oldest brother, passed away a few years back, right before grandma. And, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was like my conscience. <laughs> he would sit there and tell me exactly what's going on when I messed up, he put yeah. me right in my place. And, you know, I needed that in my life. Now I got his memory, he it for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, I remember being in the wave, moving, moving. And I know that my brother went and put it back on the truck, but the truck was completely empty. (laughs) And then he goes, hey, we're we're waiting for you. You gotta finish unloading the truck. And I went into the truck, and at the very back of the truck was a stack of my cloth diapers, which came up to my eyeballs. And I pushed that and shoved it, it and rolled it and did everything I could and I remember doing the walk it took me a while. It was like hard. Cause I couldn't pick up the diapers. They were too heavy. <laughs> and I sat there, got them through the doorway and I pushed it over and it fell about maybe a quarter of the way it was inside the house. And I remember feeling so good. I was jumping up and down because I helped us move and I am part of the family. And yes. I felt great. And that was the first time I ever felt ecstasy in my life. Wow. And that's uh, my oldest memory. That's me be being in diapers. I remember other incidents when I was in diapers. But that's the oldest one. That's the one that I think of it, It's like. I know I have diapers because that's what I moved into our house the last
1: evening. Well, that's a triumphant <laughs> memory right there because the, also the feeling of being together and being one with the family and being part of. It's,
2: Son of uh, a... Oh, God damn it. so we're back
1: I'm gonna have to edit oh my god here we go god damn it okay so we're back sorry we had technical difficulties I am gonna have to edit that out um we were discussing uh you just had a triumphant moment you got to help the family you felt a part of and you said you said something very peculiar to me, it's very peculiar. You said it was the first instance that you felt ecstasy. Yes. Explain that.
3: I felt, I felt all the positive things that anybody could ever feel in their lifetime. I felt at that moment, that was the first time I ever felt elated or, you know, say, I'll give you an example of mine. it's like, uh, I was walking on the clouds. Put it like that. That's how I felt. I felt like I was in heaven. I say that that was the first moment I had of extra because I remember the way I felt when I jumped up and down because I was so happy. I helped us mood. I had served the purpose. All the things that I tried to keep on doing the rest of my life, I felt that first time. Uh, The first time I felt it all. I was so happy. Because I wasn't in the way I actually helped us move the rest of the day I will just in the way that those little brothers y'all, I got these by now <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright so we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back thank you uh, for being here first of all awesome and, uh, Thank you for coming to get it. Baby. Yeah, this is yeah. So this is what happened, guys. Before we go and take a break and and uh, hear from our sponsor, um, sirs or sponsor or whatever, um, I I uh, I my my auntie Lisa called me and told me it's my dad's birthday. Uh, day before his birthday, and I was been calling him, calling because we had seen each other what the prior week before that or two. Two weeks before that. Two weeks we before that. We promised to stay in contact. I was calling my dad a bunch of times. And, and if you know me, I don't make any calls. I just... Yeah, if you call me, then I probably will answer. But most likely, I'm going to text and do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I was calling him and everything like that. Because, er, like, everybody knows my story that has listened to this podcast. I got court coming up November 12th. And it could be my last day of freedom, or it could be, um, where I take a deal, all kinds of stuff could happen, so, um, I'll know more by this, uh, by this coming Monday, and, um, anyways, I called him, called him, called him, couldn't get a hold of him, yesterday was a, like, bar for me, so I didn't get out to where my dad was in Modesto until, what, 1 in the morning. Something like that, yeah. Something like one in the morning. Okay, so this morning, my Uncle Ricky wakes me up, or yeah, he wait, who woke me up? Uncle Ricky. Uncle Ricky woke me up, and uh, you know, uh, uh, oh no, that happened before. No, I did some yard work before we, anyways, yeah. you know what? I'm going to commercial first because I'm all scatterbrained right now. Okay, so, bam. I gotta gotta edit. Hey, have you ever wanted to make a podcast? Yes, but it's too hard. What if I told you you could do it on your phone and it's easy? No way. I'm serious. It's an app called Anchor. Anchor has all the tools that you'll ever need to make a podcast. You can record. You can edit. You can add music, and you can add special effects.
3: Anchor Podcast. Do it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Podcast yourself. Anchor is really simple and fun to do. Make a podcast. Make a digital journal, like I have. Do whatever your heart desires. Anchor. Podcast yourself.
2: Do it.